Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, Ireland is unique in being able to provide foster family-based care for such a high proportion of children in care. However, numbers are on the decrease due to a lack of supports and services, and this is putting considerable strain on the fostering system. Patrick Stella is a Green Party TD for Dublin South Central and a former child protection social worker, and he thinks Ireland needs far more foster care as he joins us now in the studio. Patrick, thanks very much for joining us. Um, No worries. It's my pleasure to be here. It's my pleasure to... Talk about fostering and, you know, hopefully some people out there might be intrigued or have their interest in fostering piqued by our conversation. I knew a few people who, who fostered, um, lived near me. Very good people. And, and uh, you know, bringing a child in to live in your house with your own, often with your own existing family, it's it's a big thing to do. It is. And it's, it's like, it's a really hard thing to do. I'm not going to mince words about it. You know, a lot of our foster carers are recruited by talking to other foster carers, other people they know who are foster carers. And they'll openly talk about how it can be very difficult at times, but how it's very rewarding as well at the same time. I think, you know, we are lucky. We have a very high number of foster placements here where in other countries people are in residential units, uh, residential settings. And really living in a family is the best chance that a young person in state care can get. So I'm very grateful for anyone who comes forward for fostering. Some of the information that you're coming in to talk to today is on the basis of the Child Law Project. Yes, a fabulous project, fabulous project. It was set up a good few numbers, a good few years back. So basically the family courts are in camera. It it happens in the room and there's no reporting on it. And this was set up a good few years ago to enable some sort of reporting on the sorts of cases family courts were dealing with, but without breaching the privacy or the rights of the people involved in them. It's a very good reason why family courts are in camera, why they, you know, we're not allowed to report on them. But they would send in observers and reporters who would compile reports about the cases and what's happening. Now, obviously, there's nothing identified reported, but sometimes the facts of the case may be reported and, you know, general overall trends emerge and and some of the reporting on it often focuses on the the gory war stories you know the really difficult stories Mm. but the real value of these things is we can spot the trends okay you know like um as i said this most recent batch last few weeks um focuses a lot on the struggle to provide appropriate placements and they highlighted themselves in their introduction so there's numerous cases before the courts where the social work department are struggling to provide an appropriate placement for a young person and in that care. seems to be the emerging bigger picture is that it's getting harder for them yeah um, absolutely absolutely and you know there's there's lots of negative consequences of this. So in previous reports, um, last year I think it was there was a report of a young person who the they tried to leave at home because they didn't have an appropriate placement, and the support plan at home, the safety plan at home broke down, and that young person ended up coming into care anyway. So that's really worrying. The children are being left at risk essentially, but equally young people in care now 
can face more moves. So they'll come into care and they'll be placed with an initial family or an initial placement, maybe a residential unit. And the idea is that it's a short-term emergency basis. We get them in and get them somewhere safe as quick as we can and then you move them to a more stable long-term placement where they can settle and start addressing the trauma, the adverse experiences that they've had. But unfortunately, what I'm hearing from colleagues is that young people are coming into care and they're moving from one emergency placement to another to another to another because the long-term placements aren't there and there's lots of things that impact that there's the lack of supports for social for the lack of social workers the lack of support for foster carers is is part of this there are broader demographic shifts that we're having less people coming forward to foster or able to foster which is part of a problem as well so really I think you know for me it was trying to highlight what this government can do in terms of promoting and supporting foster cares but I think it's also very important to have a conversation about it because a lot of the time there are people out there who might be thinking about yeah. it who hear this conversation who might be nudged a little further and might check out fostering.ie to uh, find out information about how they can sign up. Um, so there seems to be uh, it's getting more difficult the numbers are falling it's more difficult to place a child into a foster home so to try and move things along um, there's a few things you'd like to see done. One is the allowance to be increased for a start. It hasn't been increased or, or, or not much since 2009. 2009 was the last increase and at that point it was quite a small increase. Now look, as I say, nobody does fostering for the money but the allowance that is used can be used to... Um, to get extra supports, extra help, extra activities for a young person, you know, you you were talking earlier about, say, the therapy with horses and mm. that kind of stuff. You know, these things cost money and not all the time they're covered by the social work department. So increasing the allowance kind of helps with right. that kind of stuff, you know, and it's also a signal in terms of respect for foster carers and the vital role that they play within our services. And, and to be fair, to be fair, the HSE, and excuse me, that's showing my age a bit, Tusla. Tusla do understand that and Tusla do appreciate the the, the need to, to address the issues of recruitment. And I know the minister understands this and need, understands the need to address the issues of recruitment. So, you know, for me, this is about just trying to keep the narrative, keep the conversation going and pushing it forward as much as sure. I can. A listener is saying, um, I've never fostered and I would love to, but what holds me back is getting close and building a relationship to a child or teen and then they're moved on for whatever reason. There must be a great sense of loss for the foster family. There can be, yes. Like, like to be totally honest, yes, there can be. And, and the child has moved on for all sorts of different reasons. Like sometimes the child is moving on because you were just providing an emergency placement. Sure. And I think if you know you're just an emergency placement, that's one thing. But sometimes the child moves on because they're returning home to their family of origin, to their parents. And I think we need to look at that, you know, that's a loss to the foster family, but it is ultimately a very positive thing for a child to be able to go home to their parents. You know, and I think, look, if someone is interested and that's a concern for them, pick up the phone, call Tusla, check out fostering.ie, talk, ask to talk to other foster carers and see how they have dealt with that. Because there are foster carers out there who are helping with the recruitment drive who can who can talk much better than I can about the, you know, that emotional journey you walk with the child. And it is emotional journey that you're walking with the child because, you know, you were there 
for them 24-7 where the social worker mightn't be. There may even be, but due to staff shortages, not even be an allocated social worker. So the foster care is doing a huge amount of work and I think we should all be very grateful to them. Uh, a thing that struck me was that Tusla is losing social workers, uh, particularly losing uh, link workers who are allocated to support foster carers. Uh, is there anything that can be done there? Or what's going on? Well, I think there's, there's again, there's lots of things. The, the, the unfortunate thing is, like a lot of child protection issues, these things are very complex. Yeah. You know, I, I'd love to be able to just fix fostering, but it's not necessarily one individual thing. The reality is that child protection social work is an incredibly stressful uh, job to work. It's a very difficult job to work. And we are now seeing, and I think it's a very positive thing, a lot of social work positions opening up in community mental health teams and disability teams and things like that. And that's a very positive thing. But it also means that you can leave child protection social work and go into another social work job which does not carry the same stress or pressure or intensity. And then as a result, the social work team is under understaffed. And everyone else has to carry a greater caseload. Mm. And you end up in this vicious cycle of, 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 of burnout. And, you know, I think part of one of the questions is, are we training enough social workers? And, you know, this is a conversation that has to be had with Minister Harris and the universities. Are we training enough social workers to meet the demand, the, the need for social workers in Tusla and now in, in, in other agencies. So I think, you know, looking at that piece, then also looking at the pay, the conditions within child protection as well is a very important thing. But I think it's a challenge because you get onto a slippery slope and you start losing social workers, it becomes more stressful in that office, sure. so you start losing more. More and more. You know, so I think... <laughs> An action to to take a break as a fire break can be very helpful and can turn things around very quickly in that area. Okay, Patrick, thank you very much indeed for that. I will, if you want to plug the website again, just in case people are listening. Fostering.ie. There is a phone number, I think, uh, there is an email address, but they're all available if you check out fostering.ie. Thanks very much, Patrick Stether, Green Party CD for Dublin, South Centre. We'll have a quick break and uh, parenting is on the way. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.